go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Hey everybody, welcome back to Top That, your weekly podcast where we break down top five lists on uh, just different categories each week. You know, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're real life, we get into the issues. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. We like to keep a mixed bag. We like to keep it spicy. We do like to keep it spicy. I'm Nate. We keep it extra spicy. I'm Derek. I'm here every week with my roommate Derek. Hey guys. And his sister Sabrina. Hello. We're we're the three best friends anybody could have. It's nice. It's a true story. It is. Uh, if you want to interact with us more than just being on the podcast, uh, you can check out our Instagram at Top That Dude on Instagram. T O P T H A T D U D E. Uh, and you can also reach out to us on the old Gmail. You know, it's becoming, it's like a, writing us a letter. You know, if you don't want to write, give us a call on the phone, write us a letter. And it's like if you really sent a letter in the mail, you wouldn't get one back. You wouldn't. You You'd wouldn't. have to just believe that it <laughs> that got, it got there, there and they read it and they took it to heart. Yeah. Uh, but you can find us at topthatdude at gmail.com. Same spelling. So yeah, that's uh, we're gonna got again a new little spicy episode for you. What are we our... gonna, What are we talking about this week, there, Nate? This week, well, in the past, we have done an episode that we did a uh, top fictional parents, the you know the best parents that in movies, TVs, books, the one the parents that you want wish you had. That was a fun episode. It wasn't a fun episode. I really enjoyed that one. So this week. In the same spirit, we're doing the opposite and doing the worst fictional parents. Yeah, we're angry today. The ones that, you know, you would dread having. You that make you thankful for all the things that your parents did for you. The worst examples of How, how not to raise guidance. your kid. Yeah, just absolute sacks of shit. Or maybe maybe being too too cool of a mom, you know? right? That could be a bad parent too, right? You Mrs. Know? George, you just let them do whatever they want. Table. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's not on, but yeah, that's the perfect example. Yeah, just you can't be the cool mom. You can. I and I, we had that mom. She was cool. Mom wasn't that cool though. There was no drinking in the house. Yeah, that she knew of. Yeah. <laughs> This is gonna be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I, I I'm gonna label it a different way. It's not gonna be not fun, but it's gonna be an angry episode for me. Oh well, that's a little key to Derek's world. Yeah, <laughs> Derek's got parental aggression. <laughs> I hate you, Dad. <laughs> I hate you, bees. He's not lying. Who wants to start us off this week? I'll fucking start us off. All right, that? here we go. Let's get <laughs> jump into it. You know what I mean? 
Get it started hot. I will. Alright, this is, uh, mm, I would say this is the most lightweight I have on my list, but I got one on my list that's not going number five, that's also cartoon, so this might not be, but my number five uh, of worst parents is Joe Dirt's parents. Damn it. This was almost <laughs> on my list. This is is it table? <laughs> but I can switch it up, but yeah, this is All on right. my list for sure. Alright, let's, let's talk about it then. Yeah. Let's open it up. Joe Dirt's parents were terrible. First off, even when his parents... I mean, the movie, if you've been trapped under a fucking rock, is he's um, alone the whole time. He gets left at the Grand Canyon. He's left at the Grand Canyon. He thinks he gets a loss, uh, you know, just by accident. But his parents just left him. They didn't want to keep him. They just left him there. And even when they were together, there's there's that scene when they, they all have a, a family name as Nunnamaker, and the daughter keeps going, that's why dad named you Joe Dirt, that's why dad named you Joe Dirt, that's why... You know, so he obviously has a different name, and it's fucking Joe Dirt. It's... Yeah, his dad didn't like him so much as a child that he changed his name from, I'm assuming it was Joe Nunnamaker, to Joe Dirt. And what's, what makes it even worse to me is that it was like, it'd be one thing if you're just a bad parent and you hate all your kids. Right. But that you hate one kid and obviously this little girl who's making fun of Joe Dirt is like, they're on some same team. Right. So he obviously likes the little girl a little more than he yeah. likes Joe Dirt. I mean, it's, it's favoritism to the absolute max. And they come back into his life only after he gets fame for saving those kids and they think he's going to get some sort of award. And then when he gets angry and asks them about, did you really leave me? And they, they come clean and say, all right, we didn't lose you. We left you. Look, the kid's doing fine. And he leaves angrily. And he like breaks a bunch of things. My favorite part in that whole movie is when the dad goes, all right, that's it. You're grounded. To a fucking grown ass Joe Dirt. <laughs> What I want to know is where yeah. the hell was Joe Dirt's sister? You know? Like when he was older? Yeah. So the parents obviously are resourceful and found out that, you know, he rescued those kids and were looking for money. Was on TV. Yeah, yeah. was on TV. She called TRL. You know? True. Yeah. I don't really even think about that. Yeah. Like, she called TRL, Carson Daly. And where the hell was the sister the whole time? There's an underrated joke right there because it's the, obviously they're talking about TV hosts, and she goes, "Hey Carson, how big is your Johnny?" <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so funny. She's such a trash mom. I know. <laughs> hey, am I on? Yeah. Hey, baby, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Do you imagine if that happened in real life. Oh my god. Shit, hillbilly calling into TRL. (laughs) Carson. Hey, honey, I'm on. Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. um, I mean, it's funny because it's a comedy. Put that into a dramatic role, and it's like. Did they leave him in a trash can too? Yeah. They left. He, well, he was looking and he was dumpster diving for uh, 
for Chew oh, that's for right. his dad. That's right. He found the good stuff, none of that pussy skull. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that skull, baby. Yeah. Oh, man. No. Uh, dissect that and put it into a, a, a drama. Kid that thinks he's lost his whole life. He's find, He's looking for his parents. Finds his parents. Parents don't want him. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. I've seen that in a couple movies. Remember the Britney Spears movie? Uh, Crossroads. Crossroads, yeah. yeah. Saw that in the theater with like uh, uh, my friend and his like new girlfriend. I saw it in the theater too. And it was like, I remember we were going to the movies and I thought in my whole head the whole time, I was like, oh fuck, this movie called Panic Room with Jodie Foster's out? Hell yes, let's go see the movies. And I was like, wait, why are we, what is this? Crossroads? <laughs> sorry, what? what's going on here? You got got. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is this? And oh man. Yeah, it's a trash movie, too. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Because well, Dana Aykroyd plays, plays the dad, right? Does he? Oh. I can't remember. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. But she, like, is looking for her mom the whole time and finds him. And the mom's got a new family and right. just kind of doesn't want Britney Spears. Yeah. You know that old story. You know that new old family. story. Panic Room, on the other hand. Oh. That's a good flick. Oh. Panic Room's great. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, 31st Seconds from Mars. Oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, Cornrows guy. Yeah. Oh, what, who, what's I his like name? Jared oh, Leto. And then, uh, come on, who's the singer? Um, Jared Leto. No. <laughs> um, but Dwight, but, yeah. So, so the, the bad Jared. villain, his name is Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. And he's also a singer with a bunch of albums out. That's, there are three, like, villains and the middle one is kind of like the good. So there's Dwight Yoakam, there's Jared Leto, and then there's Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker was the good, like, villain. He was the good, that guy. Yeah, he was, Mem- like, the conscious. Remember when they get swished around and it's just Forrest Whitaker and Kristen Stewart inside of the panic room and she's having her, like, diabetic coma? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and talks her into, like, you gotta give her the shot. Uh, oh, all that, that, all that tension was written so good. That movie is very underrated. <laughs> I very, agree. It was. Yeah, I love very that Very underrated. It's a good one. And, and that should have been on uh, Best Moms. Jodie Foster was right. a bad bitch in that movie. Jodie Foster is a bad person Always. in general. Yeah. She was so hot in uh, uh, Maverick. Yeah, I, I like that movie. That, that's, that's, that's like my Disney fall asleep. You're, you're, you, you go through National Treasure and shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll, put, I'll put Maverick on and fall asleep. Just just the rant. Because uh, Randy Newman did, uh, did the soundtrack for it. And it's just all good. It's like listening to the Toy Story. Right. <laughs> so sticking on my National Treasure theme. Um I, it was on TV on the 4th of July the other day. I watched it in my hotel. Right, made a post about it on Instagram, and somebody told me that they've already greenlit National Treasure 3. Really? I'm very excited. Hold the phone. Let me look right. that up. Well, when it came out, when 2 came out, because so National Treasure 1 was like, uh, it was central into a city, and then National Treasure 2 was the country... National Treasure 3 would be the world, and they're like, it's got to be What Atlanta. do you mean the country? National Treasure 2, they were in Europe. They were all over the place. They went to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. In National Treasure 1, they were all over the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, the third one, they think they're going, like, they got to fight. I mean, what would be left? What's bigger? So it's got to be, like, Atlantis or El Dorado or something. Well, maybe, it's just another treasure. The... I don't think it has to, like, one-up the size of the the area they're looking in. Maybe it's the, the first treasure was massive. Library of Alexandria. Ooh. Alexandria! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about it. 
I like Nicolas Cage. I love National Treasure. Who else do you think is going to be in it? Nicolas Cage. Mm, I want Diana Kruger there. Well, yeah, she's got to be there. She's John Boyd's in there. She's always one of my dark horse bad ones. She's so sexy. Ed Harris was in the second one. And Dead Harris. So good. John Boyd's got to be old. Yeah, he's super old. He didn't live. He plays uh, his dad. Yeah, he didn't live I past the second I know. one, so yeah. his name is now Dead Harris. I'll see myself. Are you out. done? <laughs> <laughs> God. Don't let the door hit you. Um, All right, John, let's fucking reel it back in. Yeah, John. John yeah, yeah, Joe Dirt. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. It's Brandon's number five. Derek and I both picked Joe Dirt's parents. They're trash parents. They're number fives. Trash parents. My number five. Uh is I'm hoping it's a pretty popular show, so I'm hoping most people know who these people are, but it's the Bluths from Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are n- not only bad parents, they're kind of bad people. I never got into, I know what Arrested Development is, but I never got heavy into it. So it's just kind of like a, almost like a um, curve your enthusiasm type show where Curvy Enthusiasm is a little more like it's, you know, real life. I don't know. Never mind. I'm going to cut that part out. But anyway, it's Arrested Development is about this family that they are pretty wealthy from doing real estate. They own like a real estate company. Um, but throughout the show, you come to find out the whole premise is that they're wealthy. Like crooked? Yeah, they're wealthy because they've been doing crooked business and, you know, doing <laughs> shysty illegal shit. Um, the parents are full on board, like crooked, always trying to scam and weasel their way out of things and into things. Um, the kids are, they go between somewhat knowing and being a part of it to like, just kind of naive, complacent, um, except for Michael, who is the the moral backbone of the show and always trying to turn things around. Is that Jason Bateman's That is Jason Bateman's character. But in terms of being parents, they're just throughout there, they always do flashbacks to their childhood because all these people have some type of issue, whether it's narcissism or, you know, whatever. And, like, for an example, the dad, to teach the kids a lesson, he used to have this friend that didn't have a hand. So if he didn't like something that the kids were doing, he'd hire this friend to like come and somehow lose the hand while doing something that like the kid, it's hard to explain, but for example, if the kids, uh, they don't leave a note that the milk is empty in the fridge. Uh, one time you're always supposed to leave a note if something is empty so you can replace it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the dad hires the this guy to stand behind them while they rush to go get milk at the grocery store, and he backs into him, and the guy's hand flies off and it's bleeding, and he's like up against Jesus. the window. With and the whole lesson afterwards is he goes, "That's why you always remember to leave a note." Jesus. So it's like shit like just that. Just right? Right. Yeah. Like always. Always. Way like zero to a hundred on some little shit. Jesus. The mom is one of those moms that goes from, like, being a caring and, oh, I want to take care of you, everything, to, you're not my fucking kid. I'm, like, deal with it yourself. Go away. Yeah. Jeez. And it's just, they're a shit show. It's funny. Nice. 
I mean, I know a lot of people that are really big fans of the show. I just never got into it. It's a good, uh, it's like a neutral show to me. The man, I love it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, like, laugh out loud funny, but it's not boring either. Yeah. It's just like. It's very entertaining. Yeah. It's very entertaining. Pretty now, nah, like I'm having just a smile on the whole time. It's got yeah. it's got great uh, replay value. Like yes, you get it, you do an episode, you're like, "Fuck, I'll watch that again." And it's kind of it's just a very like you feel good at home watching it. Michael Sarah's in it. His name's Michael. Michael. Oh, they got a huge cast. Yeah. So Ron main, Howard's main, the narrator. Main guy is Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sarah's the son. Uh, the stepbrother is a. Uh, uh, David Cross, who's like one of my dark horse favorite comedians. Yeah, he's great. He's married to uh, Ellen DeGeneres' wife. Portia de Rossi. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're a trash couple too, aren't they, in that show? Yeah, love uh, that. She's, she's like uh, upper class white trashy. Yeah. Like high class, but not really. Almost like D, yeah, yeah, but yeah, higher yeah. class. Like, yeah, like an arrogance. Yeah, and Tobias, David Cross, is like a closeted weirdo gay dude <laughs> yeah he's he's called a never nude he never gets 100 percent naked he says really inappropriate thing like um he's not meaning to say them but they have different connotation like if you took it out of contest it sounds terrible mm-hmm. um and just oblivious who what's his name what's the really tan guy he's the voice of bojack um who's married to uh uh amy puller who was? Oh, um, I hate this. Will. Will Arnett. Yeah. Will Arnett. Yeah. He's the other brother. Yeah, that's right. He's a magician. Yeah, he's also get arrogant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and his plight is he—he's a magician, and he's like talking about there's a code. He never reveal magician secrets, and he accidentally reveals one, and he's like, all these other magicians are trying to kill him now. <laughs> that's good. That's good. There's, there's so uh, Jeffrey Tambor is the dad, which is also the dad from uh, uh, The Hangover. Yeah. What happens in Vegas stays yeah. in Vegas. So herpes. He like is in jail, and I think he tries to make a phone call to um, like the secretary, and everyone in the family kind of knows the secretary's banging the dad, mm-hmm. and she, and she's like, uh, yeah, your pop pop's calling here. Flips the phone to Michael Sarah, and she says, hi pop pop, or something like that, and you just hear from his point of view talk you off i don't know what that means <laughs> he thinks he's talking he's fucking behind bars just talk me off baby <laughs> i don't know what that means Papa. that's awesome blues yeah crap parents they're not very good not very good not very good but equally uh um jason bateman's a really good dad in that yeah really good Okay, Rhonda Fours. Number four. Craptastic parents. Um, I'm gonna go with the Patakis from Hey Arnold. Oh, Elsa Pataki's parents. Helga Pataki. Or Helga yeah. Elsa Pataki. Okay. I think Elsa's the older sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Helga uh, is the one that's Arnold's age, and she is constantly overlooked. And it's she's what, in love with Arnold. She's in love with Arnold, uh, but whenever they show her family, it's very much like, oh, it's your birthday today? Oh, well, fuck, did you see what Elsa did? Geez. I think it's Olga. That sounds right. Olga Pataki is the older sister. Olga is Olga's the one that the likes main. Arnold. No, Helga's Helga. the one. Helga. Oh. 
Let's get this straight right. here. Hold up. If we're going to do a live fact check, can't sound like a bunch of idiots when we're talking about hey articles. Dumb fucking dummies. Right? God. I mean, just, it, what is this, amateur Oh, hour? man, that's cool. Helga what is this, a podcast for ants? Right. There is, so I'm, we're all looking on IMDB right now on Hey Arnold, and I'm looking at the casting crew, and it has, uh, whoever this actress is, Ashley Buchile, I don't know how to pronounce that, she plays Lila Sawyer and Lulu, but the photo of this actress is a picture of, uh, John Travolta from Phenomenon. <laughs> I was not expecting that. (laughs) That's good. So why why are they terrible? Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things. Like, um, I think she's really smart. Helga is. She's just like overshadowed by like. She's a child. Well, Hel- she's a brat. Too. I think. I think it's something like Helga has a three point nine five GPA. Olga had a four point zero when she was in high school, and she's oh, going she all never do Right, one of those things, and it's like she's always trying to get her parents' attention, but it's never enough. The mom, I think, is like a Valium addict. What? Yeah. A Valium addict. Addict. Damn. <laughs> or something. She's always like. Honey, why don't you just relax? Your dad's gonna be home soon, and you can complain to him. That's fucking dark. It's she's always sauced on some shit, and she was a retard. What did the dad do? The dad was like a fucking used car salesman. So dad's a car salesman. Mom's a fucking an addict, and. <laughs> I'm a dick. And I'm a dick. Helga is doing the most. She's doing the most, but it's never enough. She's like, oh, look at the ribbon I got. Oh, Olga's when she won that was better. It was, you know. I'm seeing some parallel lines here with your childhood and Helga. Is that fucking right? Yeah. Are you Helga in this scenario? No, because me and Anthony Anthony Olga. No, because me and Anthony (laughs) play fucking different positions on the basketball. I was thoroughly an and Anthony under- didn't have no four point I was thoroughly an undersized four, and he was a one. <laughs> Big difference. Big fucking difference. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I saw that wrong then. My number four <laughs> is from a show that I just freshly got into, but it is. The mother, Cersei Lannister. Oh, these... We were on the same wavelength, a lot of us, because these were almost on my list. Yeah. I almost put Tywin Lannister on here, because he did suck, too. He was a bad dad. He was. was, But also kind of good. Right. I mean, like, he obviously, like, he... Family meant everything to him, but... I still haven't seen this. I can't check it. What does that mean... When you just shit all over your kids. Right. But, you know? It was, I, I know the show did a lot of incest stuff. It was his actual shit. So, he was just an asshole. So, but back to, so, Tywin almost made my list. And he is the father of Cersei, who is on my list. Cersei Lannister is a shit mom. She banged her brother. Now, now that's what I was going to ask you just now, is 
Are you including Jamie in this? Is this Jamie and Cersei? Well, it's mostly Cersei because Jamie, I feel like given the opportunity to be a dad, he might not have been that bad. And when he did, you know, when um, the whatever their daughter before uh, they lost yeah, her. Yeah, what's and, her? I can't remember. Her name. Yeah, and she she acknowledges that he is her dad. There's a tender moment there. Yeah. In you know, we kind of see Jamie grow through the show, but but at the same time like at the end, right, Jamie goes back shit. to Cersei right. and is like basically it doesn't matter about all our kids or whatever, it just matters about us. Right. And so he he definitely is a piece of shit. That's the, the I think that's just a Lannister trait, but Cersei is just fucking terrible. Yeah. She's a terrible mom, she's manipulative. She's very much like uh Tywin and that she just is looking out for herself. Yeah. That's a, that's her main goal. Right. She's playing all her kids are pawns to her. I almost think she's worse than Tywin. Yeah. Because he he was very self-oriented in his his actions, but at the same time he he was looking for, out for the family, not so much like Cersei and Jaime, but like the the Lannister name. Right. He was looking more bigger picture. Right. He and, was the Lannisters have to be big. Right. And Cersei was only looking out for herself. And yeah. that was it. And her immediate I think it was her and Jamie and like her their immediate and at the end we see that even the kids who Right. Care, well it to me even along the way it didn't matter with the kids because she was still playing her chess pieces. Whoever which son, you know uh, Joffrey was obviously awful, but she still manipulated Gosh, him as much as she could. Then the other boy became king. She manipulated the fuck out of him. Um, and then his wife, too. I mean, she just, she was only playing for herself. She didn't yeah. care about the feelings of her kids. She no. just was making sure she was She was of, using her kids right, as pieces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, mom. They're terrible. Yeah. The Lannisters are terrible, terrible family. And they're bad parents. They're terrible. Uh, it makes them a little worse, too, because they act like they're good parents. They mm. act like they're... They're self-righteous. ...got your best yeah. interest in mind. Right. And really, they don't. Right. Cersei Lannister. Scoo on. Bitch. Bitch! <laughs> What's your number four, Nate? My number four... Let me check something. I forgot to check this before. Um... Just to make sure I'm pronouncing this person's name right. Or make sure I'm... Yeah, it is the right person. So my number four is Darth Vader and Princess Amidala. Anakin Skywalker and Princess Amidala. Can we table Darth and just talk about... Princess? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll talk about just Princess. <laughs> mainly she's a bad mom because she's not well she dies she's not there she dies because like she's sad dies with a broken heart yeah but so wait the, for those of you who have been living under a rock and have yeah. not seen any of the star wars princess amidala is the character played by natalie corbin padme yeah oh yeah my lady, padme my in, the, lady. in the early uh the if you're going by the actual numbers of the videos, it's one, two, and three. Yeah, the prequels. 
it's the character played by Natalie Portman. Do we say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's the mother of Luke and Leia. Mother of Luke and Leia. Yeah. The bigger issue, it's not so much her parenting skills. It's more so that she's a, like a pedophile. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Because no one ever really addresses this in the show. But she starts hitting on Anakin when he's like 12 years old. And I don't see it. She's so hot and she's a queen. It's yeah. Like, the kid has a blonde bowl cut. <laughs> There's literally like a 15 year difference between these two. Dude, uh, she like just sees Crank one time and it was like a six foot dog. Yeah, on like but, a little toddler body. And she's yeah. like, I can't wait until that's can't, I'm going to farm that shit. And she was waiting and she was, he got to 12. And she's like, you know what? 12's close enough. I'm going 12's in. close enough. And it was just, oh, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> she's like, Padme, I don't know. Quit squirming. <laughs> oh my God. Wakes up and there's just mustard all over his face and shit. <laughs> called nine-year-old kid with 32-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> Troubled. <laughs> Troubled Jedi? Yeah, I'm called nine-year-old kid with 35-year-old girlfriend. Troubled. But for real, I mean, I feel like that's a big issue. And it's, it's no it's one, a big hole in the story no yeah. one wants to talk about. Just pedophilia ran, running rampant throughout the galaxy. Yeah, but that's been like, that's like normal in like the, like, I feel like monarchies. It's always like, you know, big age difference. No one cares if you're, you know. Usually it's I, I'm the queen. I'm the king. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Give me that dick. Give me that little boy dick. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, I was telling you about the pretty funny meme. It was in that, I'm sure everybody's seen the Drake meme where it's like, there, it's four something squares. Good. Yeah, and Drake's like that. going away from one and mm-hmm. one and then like going towards in the other. And it was... Natalie Portman, it's like when you realize Anakin's 12, and it was Natalie Portman making like a yikes face. And then below it said, when you realize he grew up on a planet with two sons, so he's really 24, and it was Natalie Portman like leaning in to talk to little (laughs) Anakin. It's pretty funny. Creepy Natalie Portman. Yeah. So, that, that, both parents, Luke and Leia had a, a nasty rough go freak of it. mom rough go of it yeah well yeah they lost their mom in childbirth so they didn't even know that she was a pedophile yeah banging kids yeah and then i mean we're gonna talk about it later but the dad was also shit yeah so good number four crazy they turned out the way they did right although i mean it does explain they had the little kid well never mind Switch it up. Never mind. Save that for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek, what's your number three? All right, these are where mine start to get serious. Um, and because I just uh, quoted her, uh, my number three is Monique from Precious. Ooh, I actually never saw this movie. It's bad. I heard it's really bad. I've seen clips of it, and it's it makes your stomach turn how nasty she is. And I don't even know the full extent. Oh, man. There's the scene. First off, the whole movie is about this uh, grossly over... I don't, I don't mean grossly like I'm disgusted. I mean, she's just very unhealthy, overweight. She's obese. She's an obese uh, black teenage uh, girl named Precious. Um, she has a kid. And she's pregnant. Both from the dad. 
both from like her own dad, which is Monique's husband. And Monique hates her for that because she gave Monique one kid and gave Precious two kids. And there's animosity over that. And um, there's this fucking argument they have at the top of the... Monique is at the bottom of the stairs. She's at the top of the stairs. And something like, bitch, don't you ever sass me again because I'm a real motherfucking woman. And a real motherfucking woman would have aborted your ass. And you would never, and like, and then she like, Precious flips like a flip flop down at her. And she's like, bitch. And starts fucking booking it upstairs to beat her ass. Um, so like they catch her, they catch Precious like crying in school or something like that. And the teacher comes over to like check on her like, hey, just, you know, I saw Precious crying in class. You know, do you think we could talk about something like that? And like when the teacher leaves, she's like, "Precious, why you bring that white bitch into my house? I ain't bring the white bitch into your house, I swear." And it's it's a very like master slave type thing. It's, it's, it's so Jesus. it's so uncomfortable. And then when like there's a really bad scene where like they she has the the second baby. It's like a little baby boy. And Monique's like holding it, and then Monique throws it, and it's like and to get into like Precious's face, like bitch, this should have been my motherfucking baby. Monique won the Oscar for that movie. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. She won Best Supporting Actress for that movie. Jesus. Yeah. Sounds heavy. Yeah. It's, it's it not sounds it's super heavy. Very not lightweight. Yeah. Ugh. Did Precious win it or not? Um, the girl who Gabrielle Sidibe. I don't think the girl, so. Uh, I think she was nominated, but I don't think she didn't won. win. Yeah, I think someone else was cooking that year and it was really good. That's uh, a pretty yeah. That's a pretty nasty role. Um, along those lines, the I know I talked about this before, but that mini series they did on Netflix when they see us about the Central Park Five. Um, Niecy Nash plays one of the boys' mothers in it, and Who's she, that? uh, she is in Reno Nine One One. Oh, yep, yeah, okay, and uh, she plays uh, a drug dealing, you know, kind of addict mother in there at the beginning and it's nasty to her own she has two sons and the older son is basically transgendered and you know starts going by a different name and says that he's a girl and she's like all freaked out about it and just gets nasty and it's so wild to see you know those traditional comedic actors and actresses in these heavy heavy roles and they just fucking nail it yeah it's i love seeing that shit i feel like comedian when comedians can do drama and intense like that well it's always fantastic right well i've always believed that if you can do comedy well it's because you know what darkness is yeah and it's not necessarily true the reverse that's why we're so funny right. uh how do you say your name gabber Gabri- uh, Gabriel Sidibe? She lost to uh, uh, Sandra Bullock from The Blind Side. Oh. That's, not, that's when she won and she beat out. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, and that was the year that Christoph Waltz won from Glorious Bastards. Oh. Yeah. What a good year for 2010. Movies. Dang. Yeah. It was, it was a good one. Uh, Jeff Bridges got his for Crazy Heart. Ah. Oh, I love that and movie. And then The Hurt Locker won Best Movie, which was dumb as shit. I don't like that. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah. But I agree. Shouldn't have won. 
Ugh, Monique. Good Jeff number Bridges is the man. I love, I mean, I know we're talking about shit parents, but man, if Jeff Bridges could be my dad, I'm pretty sure I would take it. <laughs> Uh, we've joked no about, offense, Gary Daniel. We've joked about <laughs> ASMR stuff on this podcast a couple times in the last few shows. Uh, Jeff Bridges did like a sleep album where he like just talks kind of like rambles almost and has just like soft guitar and stuff playing. It's fantastic. Have you mentioned this before? Have I? I don't know. How come I don't know about this? I don't know. I don't know. He did it a while. So, um, I think it's Squarespace. You think I don't want to know about Jeff Bridges doing a sleep album with light guitar in it? I think it was like two Super Bowls ago. Squarespace did a huge advertising push. And they used like this album and he did a website for the album through Squarespace Uh uh, to promote this. And... I don't know. It's, I learned about it. I think it's on, like Spotify and shit. Okay, I'm looking that up, and I might be falling asleep to some. It's yeah, fantastic, like because he has his voice. Yeah, he talks. I love listening. Oh, it's great to his voice. Check it out if you're into it. Yeah, it's, cal- it's calming. I love it. So we're at number threes. Yep. Yeah, number three was uh, Monique from Precious. Okay. My number three. Going back to the cartoon world, um, but just a trash dad. And we're talking about Peter Griffin. He's just a terrible dad. You know what? Uh, You can probably throw Lois in here, too. Oh, yeah. Lois is a trash parent, but I feel like she's not as oblivious as Peter is. True. She holds it down a, a little bit more. You know, she she has to be responsible for Peter. <laughs> right, right. Someone has to at least hold the strings together a little bit. Right. And Peter's such a trash parent. He shits on all of his kids, especially Meg. He just constantly tells her to shut up. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know that he has a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets in trouble all the time at work. He works at a brewery and he gets drunk constantly with his friends. Constantly. And not like like a tolerable drunk. It's like I'm fucking shit up drunk. I'm blacked out. I'm blacked out. There's a wrecked car in the front yard. I'm throwing up. There's a helicopter in the front yard. I've turned my house into a castle. I mean just terrible shit. The way he treats Meg is sometimes, like, I feel bad for Meg. Totally. There are some episodes where I'm like, aw, I didn't need to do that. Totally. I think it's the episode where it's the storm and Brian has that really bad trip on mushrooms is when Meg, like, kind of loses her shit and flips out and lets them all have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good episode. I love that episode. Brian. Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, the one thing that I, I do feel bad for Meg a lot of the times, but I do love the consistency of that joke 
uh, that it kind of runs through everybody, not just the family. When they get broken into and they go into the panic room and Meg is the only one outside of the panic room and the, the, the <laughs> robbers like, are trying to get away from Meg and then Meg gets taken to jail for like sexual harassment on the freaking people that broke into the house. <laughs> Meg, don't use that mustard. Use the other mustard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So good. Meg can never win. It's great. There's just some episodes where I'm like, oh my god. This is, even though this is a cartoon and this is supposed to be this way, like, I feel bad for Meg right now. Right. Good ones, though. Yeah. Peter and Lois are terrible. Lois on her own is a pretty bad one. She talks shit to, like, she gives some advice and she holds it together, but she talks shit to the kids sometimes. That's like what an did adult I do? talking shit to another kid. Totally. Or to another adult. Right. Totally. Well, and they because they dish it out to their parents too. Like, Meg, how many times has Meg called Peter a fat piece of crap? And, I'm not a dog, you fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and when they when they switch roles, when Chris and Meg switch roles with Peter and Lois, and Meg's like this. This house is a finite space. Like, oh yeah, why she tears Lois right. apart? She's like, I made you know this glorious dinner and lava chocolate cake yeah. for dessert on top of it, and and Lois like, how could you possibly have time for this? She's like, what do you mean? How could I possibly have time for this? It's like, what do you what do you do all day? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so good. What did I do? Yeah. Oh, I love brownie day. It's so good. <laughs> They're so, and that's what I love about Lois too, is that she is, she's not as bad as Peter, but she is like a, like a snippy bitch. Oh yeah. She doesn't want anybody talking shit about her. No, no, (laughs) at all. But she'll freaking talk shit all day on her husband. She loves Stewie though. She does love Stewie. My baby. (laughs) What did I do? So Yeah. That's a good number three. Yeah, Peter Griffin. He's trash dad. And he, you know, obviously, I feel like Homer Simpson was the original trash cartoon dad. And he definitely, you know, he gets drunk a lot too and kind of screws up. And he actually literally chokes his son. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like Peter Griffin fucks up on a bigger scale. You're not wrong. Yeah. Peter Griffin. Nate, what's your tray away? My number three is a, a similar dad, uh, and that's Frank Reynolds from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He almost made my list. He's a bastard, but it's... Ugh. He's a terrible dad. Terrible. Terrible. I don't even picture him as a dad. I picture him as a friend. Well, that's the thing. That's why he's a terrible yeah, dad. because he doesn't want to be a father figure. He just wants to be part of the gang. We're true, and you could call him a bad dad for that. I'll give you that. But it's not like, we'll backtrack to yours. Peter Griffin's not their friend either. He's just a shit dad. No, I know. That, that's what... He's even a shitty friend, though, yeah, too. Yeah, Frank doesn't... He's He just wants to be in the group. They're, he doesn't even yeah. want to be a dad. They're even all he narcissists. They yeah. kind of don't care about each D, other. D and Dennis are... Terrible humans. When when he's on that date with that woman, Frank is, 
and the waitress, the older woman, yeah, and and the waitress comes by and he does that. He does he does something goes like that. He, he makes like a fucking face to the waitress. The waitress that's a that's him and Rio Perman's Perman's real daughter. That's Frank. That's Frank. Shut Kennedy. up, yeah. the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. But the, I mean, he's just—he's the kind of guy to like. He'll be on a date and then see like the waitress and like, hit on somebody else right in front of the date. Yeah. No, he's te- he's a terrible parent. He doesn't give a shit about D or Dennis. He just wants to be a part of the crowd. Right. He cares about D when they're stalking it for him. When he realizes he's getting older and he needs someone to take care of him, that's when he's like, D, let me take care of you. Come on, baby. And that's when they poison D to make her sick. So fucking Frank can take care of her. And that's when she misses Groban in the park. Groban! What was in the D, where are you? I'm backstage. Groban. Groban's getting crazy. Someone's going to tap that ass. Groban! What was in the soup? He's terrible. He's the worst. I was just watching an episode where uh, Dee and Dennis's mom dies. And they're going through the will. And they're so pissed off about not getting anything. And Frank, in front of Dee and Dennis, are yelling about how their mom's a whore. The bitch is trying to take it to the grave! Yeah! And he's yelling at the Lord, you tell that bitch I said she's a whore. Frank, Again. if your fat monkey heart is still beating. I can't tell her because she's dead. <laughs> okay, I'm reading what's on the will. <laughs> I fucking love it. Hey, thanks, thanks for the house. Thanks for the house, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was our first uh, glimpse of the lawyer. Yeah. And his reoccurring role. I fucking, when he, when he, uh, he obviously has trouble, like, reading it. Is it Frank, if, um, if your fat monkey heart is still beating and then Dennis, like, snickers. (laughs) 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 I want you to know I gave all of your money to Bruce Mathis, a better man with a nicer penis. (laughs) You tell that bitch! (laughs) That doesn't make sense. You tell that bitch it don't make sense. Man, I am not talking to your wife. I'm certainly not talking to her now that she's dead. <laughs> Listen to me, you son of a bitch. It's so good. Yeah. Frank Reynolds, I yeah. mean. Deandra, you are a mistake and a disappointment. Mistake? <laughs> We're twins. Yeah. <laughs> we born at the same time. It's so good. Frank is a fucking trash dad. <laughs> I love him though. It's, I, if, you, I know. if you look at my IG bio, it says I'm the Frank Reynolds of my group of friends. Can you imagine if somebody like that was actually Ew. your dad though? Like never did shit for you. Not that your dad has to do anything for you, but just like, just a constant scammer, a constant grifter. And not like he, he couldn't afford to do those things for you or like something like, you know, just chose he, not he to. had time or yeah. he didn't have the time because he's working or whatever. He's a loaded, rich, privileged white dad who doesn't do shit. He could. Right. And he knows he could. Yeah. It's not like he's absent-minded or all yeah. about work. No, he's making a conscious yeah. decision. Not... He, he thinks he's teaching you a lesson. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. Could you imagine if that was your dad around you every single day? Oh, I would hate it. <laughs> Especially as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Or... 
Can you imagine being D and Dennis not really knowing who your dad is and then all of a sudden <laughs> fucking realizing that this guy's my dad? Fuck. And then or, he's a, he never leaves. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Frank is. What's his name? Mathis is their Bruce. actual dad. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine Mathis. that? Like... Finding out Bruce Mathis, this really cool dad, could have been your dad the whole time. You could have had this great life. Right. You got stuck with fucking... Troll. Yeah, meatball <laughs> Frank Reynolds. <laughs> your mother is dead. She's as dead as disco. Frank Reynolds, number three. Frank. Shit dad. Nice. Number twos. Uh, my number two, I have Gordy Lachance's dad. Oh, damn. That's deep. Who's that? Uh, Stand By Me. Yeah. Uh, remember the main kid? His name's, uh, Gordy Lachance. Yeah. And his brother died, So right? his older brother was cool as shit. And the, during the flashbacks, it's like, all, all the two parents care about is the older brother. And they're fucking, you know, like... And the older brother's like, hey, you know, uh, Gordy wrote a really cool story at school that I want you to tell him about it, Gordy. And, like, he kind of, like, has to do that. And then he dies in a car accident, I think. And then uh, he has this dream. He has this nightmare in the woods when they're looking for the body. And it's them lowering his bo- the, the older brother's body into the ground at the funeral. And the dad grabs him and looks at him. He's like, it should have been you. Damn, I don't remember any of that yeah. from Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... In... <laughs> was the dad in Stand By Me, was he the same dad from Wonder Years? I don't know. Was I don't think dad? so. Oh, I might have just been making that up. Let me see. It, but when Gordy comes out of that dream... Uh, it's when River's there. River is awake, yeah, and then he kind of they kind of have a little moment together. What does River cry about? Uh, I don't remember. I haven't seen that movie in years. I used to I watch either. it all the time. Yeah, um, you know, the, they don't have a huge role. Oh, God, what? Now this is gonna fucking bug the shit out of me because he wakes up and he's like, "Did you ever have a nightmare?" And then River, they they like bond over something, and he starts crying. What does he cry over? I don't remember. Whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's we don't get a ton of uh, uh the dad, but it's all bad. And those are the you know it's not it's not a comedy it's a Stephen King uh, novel. Brandon, what's your number two? <laughs> are we done talking about? Our, it? Fuck, are we? Nobody. Are we? Yeah. I don't have it. I yeah. don't know. Stand I mean, by me. Yeah, I, I just I think we're done. We don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah, we're done. All right. Shitty dad telling him yeah, fucking yeah. I wish it was you that were dead. Gordy's just talking about how he doesn't think he's good enough. And how his dad hates him. And Chris is telling him he doesn't. That's what they start crying about. He hates me. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. And how he wants to be a writer. My number two is two different moms, but the same actress, Katie Siegel. So Peg Bundy was the original shit mom that she played. And then Gemma Teller is the is pretty much my number two from Sons of Anarchy. Was she a shit mom? I've only seen like the first five episodes of Sons of Anarchy. She was 
So she's a biker mom, like a biker gang mom, and her son is the main character of the show. And she will, she's kind of like the Cersei Lannister where she protects her family fiercely, but she's also looking out for her, her own interests. And she does some nasty shit. She's super manipulative. She she's kind of like this puppet master, and she Katie Siegel ended up winning I think an Emmy for the role. She nails it. I mean, just home run. It's such a great role, but she's such a nasty woman and such a nasty mom. And she ends up. I mean, the show is forever old. She ends up killing one of the main characters off in like a fit of rage, and it's something that you're just not expecting. I only saw like I think the. First one or two seasons, mm-hmm. but she's another one of those people where you she acts like she has the family's uh, like well being in mind when she's doing things, but really she's just looking out for herself totally. and like what she thinks should happen. Yeah, and that's what I mean by yeah that Cersei Lannister kind of same thing, same thread. Yeah, you know you're you're the the matriarchy. It's you're you're laying it out there like you're thinking long-term big picture everybody's benefit but it's only serving you that's exactly what she's doing right and she's so like there's so many different pieces to the puzzle that's in that show and so good they have you know cops on their side they're involved with their biker gang they're involved with other biker gangs and drugs and guns and the ira and all the shit and she's in the middle of all of it like manipulating in like fucking moving pieces yeah 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 it's so good she's it's such a good role she's so nasty and she's she's the mom bad mom drama yeah what about ted bundy what's her name ted bunny ted bunny she was just Peg Bundy didn't have a job. All she did was milk Al for money. And... Was she just perennially trying to get laid, too? Yeah. She's always trying to just have sex with Al. Al didn't want any of it. And she just pranced around the house in her tight clothes. What's wrong with that? Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with that? I didn't say anything wrong with that, that's all she did. <laughs> but, I mean, it's he acts like he's got something better going on. He works at a fucking women's shoe store that he hates, and he right. comes home. I'm not saying Al Bundy's a great parent, and, either. And his wife with tight clothes is walking around like, hey, you ready to have sex yet? Yeah. You ready to have sex yet? You ready to have sex yet? And he just wants to, like, sit on the couch with the dog and, like, his hand in his pants. His intake. No pig. Yeah. He hates his life. He's miserable. But... Peg isn't Peg isn't as bad of a parent as Gemma Teller is. Peg will like rally up Kelly and Bud and like you know scam on some shit all together. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They'll team up. And they're a fun. They're a fun crowd. She'll have some bonding moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to scam anyone here, yeah. man. But oh, she's man, she does a good job that. playing a mother role, and she's done it. You know that positive. Lazy, but positive, and also that fucking nasty shit. Remember that Disney show I've talked about a while ago on, like, I think it might have been one of the teen episodes, Smart House? Oh, yeah. Pretty sure she's the mom, the house mom in that, too. Well, and she plays Leela on um, 
Futurama. Futurama, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where's she been? What's her next big role? Oh, she was the she was uh that's not her next big role, but she was the mom in uh, uh Bleed for this Miles Teller boxing movie. Well, she plays a good mom. Yeah. She's she a good mom in there. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't watch any of the fights. She had to like be in the next room over like just praying while yeah. everyone else watched him. Plays a good bad mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Katie Siegel. Gemma I'll, Teller. I've always much. liked her. I've always liked yeah. her. Number two. Alright. My number two bad parents are again kind of adoptive parents but it's harry potter's uncle and aunt oh. that are basically raise him i mean anyone that makes their kids sleep under the stairs in a fucking closet room pretty fucked up pretty fucked up yeah but so in doing research for this podcast i saw somebody make a point about Harry Potter's parents or you know the people that raised him and I agreed with this point at least they didn't fuck up Harry Potter like they did their own son because he's all fucked up no Dudley yeah Yeah. Dudley's a horrible monster of a kid yeah right but they're horrible monster people no I know and I get what they're saying but that's not them being like oh let's distance ourselves from Harry so we don't turn him into that right you can't accredit that to like, oh, that's good parent points. No, no, no. I'm not saying Harry. that's good parent points. I'm saying at least they didn't do yeah. the same thing. It, very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But I mean, they trapped him under the closet thing. Even when they had the out of like, he's a wizard and they can send him off. They were still a little bit like, no, you can't go. They want to control of him. Yeah. 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 They were freaking awful. Terrible parents. Yeah. That dad. Ooh, Ugh. Just... That gross porn stash. Right. And that was such a yucky kid, too, Dudley. Well, he was just like his parents. He was just as shitty. Yeah. The way they treated him, too, like the way they talked to him. I it, can't... I, I stopped reading. Uh, like I got, I got through 150-ish pages of the fourth book, which was The Goblet of Fire, I think. And then I only saw the first movie. I've seen them all. Yeah, I know you have. I know we've talked about this too. Like, I'm a big nerd for movie trailers. And You one... only saw the very first one uh-huh. and that's it? So, uh, one of the Harry Potter movie trailers is one of the best trailers we've ever seen. I think it's for the Half-Blood Prince, where they go back in time. It's very well put together. It's for a movie. I'm, it's for a story in a movie I've never seen. and it's, That's how good the trailer is. That's weird to me. For such a, like a fantasy and movie buff that you are, that you've never seen those that series. I'm not even like a Harry Potter freak, and I think I've seen all of them. I'll they're good. I'll they're fun. Yeah. They're entertaining. Yeah, they are. I know. I mean, there are people that go. A, I felt like every one of my RAs in college was an uh, like Harry Potter tattooed. Jeez. Yeah, they're all nuts. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I don't read. I'm not a reader, so I haven't read the books. So don't crucify me, all you Harry Potter nerds, for me saying this. But I feel like it's a series that the movies got better too for me. Yeah. Like they got more entertaining. Totally. And the actors got better as they got older, and the stories. Yeah, was more everything fun got a little watch. bit deeper. Got darker. Yeah. Yeah. More I, adult. I would agree. It did get more adult as it went on. Yeah, Harry Potter's parents, or aunt and uncle who raised him. Shitty. Big Shitty pieces parents. Of shit. Yeah. Big Me- pieces of shit. Brought him down. Trashed, emotionally. They trashed Harry's real parents, too. 
Trashed. Trashed them. Oh, because they were wizards. Right. I mean, what kind of heartless animal? Made him live under the stairs. Didn't tell him about things. Wouldn't tell him his mail was there and such. Right. Or fat. Loads. Just the worst. Just the loadiest loads. They probably Lodious. stunk. Lodi Potter. That shit cousin, too. Harold Potter. Trash cousin. Alright, number ones, you guys. Numero uno. My number one is the mom from Flowers in the Attic. I don't even know what that is. Ah, you bastard. I'm sorry you watch all these weird fucking films. Explain to the people who don't know what Flowers in the Attic is are. Okay, so... Try to temper down your enthusiasm right now. (laughs) (laughs) So Flowers in the Attic is about four kids. And uh, I feel like the two older ones are like 16, 17, and the younger ones are like 7 and 8. And there's two boys and two girls. Okay. They live, I think the movie starts with like their dad dies and their mom doesn't have a lot of money. And it was just like, okay, let's go live with your grandparents. They're extremely rich just for a couple days. And that's her mom. Yeah, it's her mom. So the- her mom despises the kids. So they have to live in a room in this mansion below the attic. No one can talk to anyone. The only kids are up there. And uh, the mom assures them, it's like, just until I figure out what's going on, it's just going to be a couple days. Days turn into months. And it keeps going on and on and on. And they keep getting fed like dog shit food. And uh, the food has poison in it. Um, and then they escape in a party and they find out the mom was never really going to come back for them. She was about to like, they escape and the party actually is a, is a wedding and the mom's getting married to some new guy who's going to, they're going to start their own family. Uh, the and mom. She's going to be set up like yeah. monetarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom and they were just going to kill off the kids because they were all, because the, the grandmother, there's incest somewhere. The kids are product of incest and that's why they're despised. Gotcha. And they're put in the attic and they find out because like, they, one of the little boys makes friends with a rat up in the attic. And he's like, here you go. You have some of my dessert. And feeds him and that rat dies. They're like, why, why did that happen? They find out that the food's getting poisoned. And the little boy dies. And there's only, then when they escape, there's only three of them left. It's a very bleak ending. Jesus. Um, but when when the older daughter gets to confront him, like, you've never come back for us, were you? And like kind of pushes her and kills her uh, at her own wedding over like the balcony of like you know the wedding and shit so it's a it's kind of vibes yeah it's a dark movie it's a a very dark movie when does this come out uh, it's old yeah it's like i watched it when i was a kid it's like 80s yeah um i can remember like one of the the only things that i can remember from the movie is watching the grandmother sprinkle the powdered sugar on the cookies which was had the poison the arsenic yeah yeah i remember that too so it's it's basically two bad moms, the grandmother and the mother. Uh yeah, it's uh it's one of those ones kind of like get out where I felt robbed at the end where they needed to take care of the grandma too if they did, I don't remember if they did or not, but it was okay. just very like they they kind of walk off into a country road and like okay, we're going to start our own life together. 
type thing where they just they should have burned the whole fucking place down yeah yeah that's pretty that i knew that that was probably gonna make your list that's such a like a a creepy sinister fucking like movie and role for that i'm i'm very much a revenge porn person not not actual like sex, but I mean that's it's a term they use on Reddit a lot. That's yeah. kind of seeped into my vocabulary. Where like, if people are like car nuts, you see a lot of cars. Oh, this is car porn. Like justice porn. Yeah, people getting yeah, what's yeah, coming yeah. to I mean, them. Very, so, not like, like actual revenge. No, 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 no <laughs> not like no. you're posting yeah. your ex girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but like when someone gets revenge in yeah, like yeah, a yeah. sweet like, oh, way. Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I'm when when you can build good drama, conflict, and tension when someone is about to get some good revenge. That yeah. I'm very much like, oh, get this bitch. You should be careful the way you say that phrasing. <laughs> I know, I, I got you. That's why I'm glad that we fucking yeah. chopped it up just now. But that's true. Getting a good, getting justice, and getting, you know. I, did you you never watched a uh, uh, Breaking Bad? Did you? No. Uh, that's a good one when jesse finishes off who you guys know i'm talking about at the end that's a good one um yeah that's yeah. number one the uh, the mom and grandmother from flowers in the attic yeah that's, bo- that's pretty fucking nasty they both can get it yeah i mean we everything that like when we talk about bad parents and the shit that we're talking about in these movies and how like you know mentally physically abusive that these people can be these people these mothers we're actually poisoning and killing their children. Right. That's my number. Yeah, my number five ranges from Joe Dirt's parents to the mom and grandmother from Flowers in the Attic. Right. From leaving your kid in a trash can at the Grand Canyon. To fucking poisoning your kids because you're embarrassed of them. Or your fucking tackies just fucking zannied out. That's right. They were zannied out. They're probably catching the same. Who was the kid that was always addicted to chocolate and they had, he had to break his habit one? Probably catching the zannies from him. Probably. What fucking half bar here, half bar there. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's got the hook up. You know, it was four, you know it's four bar Fridays and they, put, they just get the they get the plug from him. Probably coming Gerald too, Gerald and his family. Hey Arnold was the original breaking bad. It was. <laughs> I love that show. Nice. Uh Brandon, what's your one? My number one is the original bad dad, Darth Vader. And we talked about it. We may, I made Nate table it because he brought it up with the little pedo mom. But Darth Vader shits on both of his kids. He blows up his daughter's planet right in front of her. And he cuts off his own son's hand. Right <laughs> off. Right. Can you get worse than that? Yeah. Can you? No. Yeah. Well, you can. You can get all four of your limbs cut off and that's what happened to him. <laughs> Well, beyond just doing all fucked up shit to his kids, I mean, he does murder those little baby Jedis, too. Right. Right. Pretty bad guy already. Yeah, he's just a shit human. Just real bad. But and he, got, like, a girl 19 years older than him pregnant. So right. Abusive from the job. You hear about those kids at summer camp. The yeah. kids that get the 19-year-old babysitter pregnant. You fuck, you know that's that that's a myth, and when the one time because it's so cool, it never happens. The one time it happens to be true, it fucking turns out to be Darth Vader. Right. That's how you know. That's how badass those kids are. He looked like such a low laying on that beach with no limbs. Ugh. 
burning up. Burn. Yeah. That's right, Ralph. Burn them all. You should have known. Uh, Obi Wan had the high ground. Yeah, and then you just you go from hating Christensen to uh, James Earl Jones. Right. And like I know we keep saying this, but he just looked like the loadiest load under that when they took his freaking helmet off, and he's like a fat neck, balding, and like white, like. I mean, like chalky white skin. Just gross balls. Yeah. Ugh. You look like Quato. He looked. Uh, Quato looked better than him. You fuck Quato over him. Quato doesn't really have any like a lower half. Quato, <laughs> Quato probably would take you out nice. He'd probably call you in the morning. Ugh. I don't know. I'd probably take Darth over Quato actually. <laughs> keep the keep the helmet on. No, Darth, use that force shit on me. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah. Blazer, 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 blazer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he was a shit dad. Wanted to take over the whole fucking galaxy. With the shit mom. Yeah. You, you know, it's... It's a, it is a wonder how Luke and Leia came out so good. Yeah, the Skywalkers weren't great parents. No. Is that all we got? I guess. Dearth? <laughs> you guys don't have anything else to contribute? No. We can go into my number one. Yeah, let's do it. The fucking McAllisters. Ah. These parents are the worst parents. And... Uh, I don't give a shit if you come back for him and all the traveling you did. You left your kid on a fucking major. Could you imagine? Okay, you complain about your dad and whatever. All, could you imagine if they just straight up left you? Like, for a vacation that your family went on for a week? They did that a couple times. I mean, they went to Maxwell without me. That sucked. That was a one night. Not even overnight. You left me with Todd. <laughs> That's your godfather. Is he anymore? <laughs> See, but they left you with someone. Yeah. They didn't just they leave didn't you at home. You they didn't just get in the car without, and go like, without oh, notice. our life yeah. doesn't involve Derek. Like, Derek's not involved in our right. life anymore. Like, they just straight up left him. I don't care if you did the ticket check or whatever. My Most parents are going to notice if one of their children is not at the airport with them. Absolutely. doesn't matter how many times you count. Or look right. at the tickets or whatever. Well, if you're running through the airport like they were, like, who's watching to see if Kevin's keeping up? Yeah. Who's watching to make sure he's getting there? Terrible. And then the entire time, the entire lead up to them leaving pisses me off. Just the way everybody talks to everybody else. Yeah, they're they're actual assholes. Huge assholes. Yeah. yeah. They, they the should. uncle's the worst. Yeah, the uncle is the worst. And he has trash kids, too. Yeah. Uh, I sympathize with with kevin big time me like, too I, I say every time we watch it as a family i say the same things so i was like i think kevin's right with what he's saying these people are being dickholes to him totally my parents are like he shouldn't talk to his parents like that i'm like what? his parents shouldn't talk to him like that right his parents should get out yeah and you know who else should get out fuller he needs to get out yeah is that his brother? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's his cousin, but it's his oh, brother in real life. The one that pees the yeah. head? Yeah. yeah. Fuller doesn't get out of here. Yeah. Who's, who's the brother that everyone hates? Buzz. Yeah, so Buzz. The, the director, remember when he goes over to the pictures and Buzz's he sees Buzz's girlfriend? Woof. That's actually Buzz in a wig. That's awesome. Because the, the director didn't want to be mean to like a, a girl like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, 
I don't really remember the first one. Uh, I've seen the second one. I, I, the second one's in rotation with Die Hard is like my Christmas movies. They'll always be in there, but the first one I don't remember a lot. Really? Yeah. Ugh, it's such a classic. I've seen that movie countless times. It's so good. And then there was a third one that he wasn't in. Yeah, well, reality, there's only two. Yeah. I mean, there's others that they tried to make with other people, but the the Macaulay Culkin Home Alone, there's only two. I think the third or the fourth one has French Stewart in it as the the villain. What? Yeah. Ugh. Trash. (laughs) It's not the third one for sure. Because I've seen the third one. Yeah. No, he's only in the second. They're the first two. But I was the, talking about the French Stewart. Oh. Uh, the fact that they did it twice to him, though, like that, doing, leaving your eight-year-old at home for a whole entire week is bad. But the fact that they did it again later and he ended up going to a whole city. Yeah. New York City by himself. Yeah. Wait, didn't he get on a different plane or something? Yes. What happened? Yeah, he gets on a different plane. Oh, because he, he follows a different dad. Yeah, some same guy has coat. the same briefcase and coat. Yeah, yeah. The same coat. And so he gets on the plane and he looks at the backs of everybody's head and he thinks he sees everybody. And, and then he looks at the dad. It's the wrong plane. Right. Yeah. And so he gets off the plane and is waiting in the gate area. And nobody comes off the plane that he knows. He doesn't see anybody. Right. And then he looks out and sees New York City. Yeah, and sees the dad come off the plane with the same coat. Yeah. But the, not the... Not yeah. Him. Yeah. I mean, to be... And how many other kids do they have? I think there's nine. I don't know. Well, no, there's, no, that's there's cousins, the cousins and stuff. So. Yeah. I think they have three. Yeah, they have a Buzz, couple kids. The daughter, and him. Yeah. How do you have three kids and keep them all alive when you literally can't keep track of an eight-year-old? You literally forgot him. Yeah. You forgot he was alive. You yeah. forgot he was a part of, like, your deal. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm not a parent. Maybe that happens. Maybe it just becomes like everything else where it becomes, you know, you just assume that they're there. Yeah. But bad parent. <laughs> You're yeah. a bad parent. Bad. I just mostly like, I mean, the leaving part is, is obviously really gnarly, but I just, I really don't like the way that they talk shit to him. I had, I don't either. It makes me upset. Yeah. Cause I could, I could put myself in that little kid moment and like right. be Kevin and be like, what? Right. And be frustrated. Yeah. And then be told to go sleep in the attic. Be told you're the issue. And you're yeah. like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Everybody else is being assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You're the holes. Right. If anybody's a hole here. Yeah. You're the ones being holes. Yeah. I think that's being holes. Gross holes. Ew. Stink leave me home holes. Ew. Fucking wet holes. Ugh. Gross. Well, I feel like I can safely say this, that we were all pretty lucky we didn't have any trash parents. <laughs> yeah. I think we got pretty lucky. You know, pretty lucky when it comes to that. I mean, we didn't get left behind anywhere. Derek did get lost at Disney World, but he I also feel like didn't I got wander left off. So. I feel like I got left once. I didn't fucking wander off. I stopped to read something. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. 
I asked my I'm mom. I'm going to say that's not your fault. I asked my mom once, this is pretty recently, about that. And she said that the whole day they kept telling Derek, like, stay close by. Like, stay with us. And he kept fucking <laughs> going wherever he wanted. What's over here? Yeah. I stopped to read something. Mom don't remember shit. <laughs> they found him really fast, though. For the he? amount of people that were there, it was packed full. It was like Saturday at Disney World. Christ. And it's yeah. in the summer. And during Christ. The summer, yeah. Of 92. Yeah. And Derek was five? Four. Four? He was really young. And it didn't take long. Like, as soon as everybody realized that Derek wasn't here... And then they found security immediately, and they already had Derek. Damn. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's getting diddled in the back by Chip and Dale. Yeah, I want, maybe this is for another podcast. I want to talk about it right now. Uh, it could have been bad, though, because I was about to step on a monorail, because they were like, where do you think they went? And I was like, on there, and I was pointing at the monorail, and the, the park is 150-some square miles. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're like, okay, we're going to, like, I remember in my head, they're like, all right, let's give it a shot. I don't know really what was going to happen. Yeah. But, and then they're like, I don't remember after that. I think they just brought you into, like, a security room or something. They chloroformed you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nap, nap time. You're lucky. You almost ended up in the small world. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) in wooden shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Jean shorts. You brought up a pair of jean shorts. I hate it here. Dad. <sighs> Sabrina. <laughs> they're, well, gonna, they're gonna make me one of the pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean. Give me a nickel. <laughs> make you the <a> dog. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys listening every week. We appreciate you listening to our bad parent post. Yeah. Hope you got good parents. Yeah. And I hope if you got kid kids they you're trying to be a good parent yourself. I'm sure you are. You know. You better be. Yeah. No, don't raise shitty kids. So I swear to God, if you raise shitty kids, then I have to deal with their shitty adult when they grow up. Ugh, it's gonna be your you. ass. Yeah, your ass. <laughs> your ass is grass. I'm the lawnmower. Lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's probably not a bad parent? Who? Larry Weir. Uh, There's no way Larry's a bad parent. No. He probably is very gentle and understanding. Probably makes jingles about his kids. Ah! Probably. Birthday songs. Yes. They all got their own An original songs. song every every time. Larry, we'll see you soon. Ah, oh, love it. All right, see you next time, guys. Bye, guys. Top that. Top that. <laughs> Top that. <laughs>